Morning Toast Hour. Live to a hard dry. <laughs> hard dry that's so good from the 16th floor of the hammond's tower you're listening to jeffrey's dry toast hour america's number one podcast about me jeffrey your host with the most toast (laughs) okay talking dry toast remember breadheads go dry or go die moist wrong choice wet is death and don't call me jeff (laughs) with me today are two guests andy carr and dan howell co-hosts of what i would call more of like a niche local podcast called spring food mo Uh, thanks for having us jeffrey thank you i'm Dan. oh yeah jeffrey right andy carr an interesting thing about you well yeah is that we're brothers Uh uh-huh yeah. And Dan Howell, um, an interesting thing about you, um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Can we, are we allowed to talk? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Uh, Hammond's Tower kind of looks like burnt bread. Uh, we, we call it the, the dry toast tower. Yeah, that's pretty good. Live from Hammond's dry toast tower. It's Jeffrey's okay, dry toast tower. Okay. Stop talking. Um, my right. podcast, my podcast is famed for its brevity, unlike yours, and that's why it's time now to get into the history of today's bakery, Artisan's Oven. I don't know. That, this is weird. I don't know how to do this without just saying a bunch of stuff. That was great. <laughs> Artisan's Oven was founded in May of 2006 by Carrie Crosby. In October 2007, Carrie sold the business to her brother, Craig. Craig had worked in restaurants his whole adult life. He started bussing tables at age 16 and eventually went on to attend Western Culinary Institute in Portland, Oregon. I'd never want to live there, way too wet for a dry guy like me. After culinary school, Craig moved back to the Ozarks and worked as an instructor and executive chef at College of the Ozarks, then later for a test kitchen. Craig had never baked professionally prior to buying his sister's business, but when the opportunity presented itself, he couldn't resist. Craig took to baking quickly. I'm in it for the long haul, Craig told the news leader in September of 2010. Artisan's Oven was originally located at 1832 South Ingram Mill, just southwest of Sunshine and Highway 65, a space that now belongs to a Godfather's Pizza franchise. Early on, Artisan's Oven relied exclusively on word of mouth. They did not even have a sign outside the business. The strategy worked because by 2013, Artisan's Oven had outgrown its 1,000 square foot east side spot. In June of that year, the Crosby's relocated to a 4,000 square foot space on Commercial Street. That's when Artisan's Oven became a restaurant and retail enterprise. Up until that point, it had only been a wholesaling and catering business. They began serving sandwiches, soups, salads, and other sides, featuring ingredients purchased directly from farmer's markets. 
Sadly, not all the breads at Artisan's Oven are dry. The business does stoop to providing products that appeal to Springfield's small community of moisture-loving losers. Despite that potentially fatal flaw, at least Artisan's Oven can still say its bread is made from scratch. The crew rejects convenient time-saving tricks in favor of delivering a superior product. They use classic old-style European recipes with no additives or preservatives. That's probably why restaurant menus all over town proudly declare that they serve Artisan's Oven bread. Artisan's Oven was, and still is, a truly family business. One family member is especially notable. Craig and Carrie's sister is former Broadway star Kim Crosby. Kim makes those decadent Artisan's Oven cookies. And now, to commemorate Kim Crosby's legacy as a legendary Springfieldian, I will be giving an extended a cappella performance of On the Steps of the Palace, as sung originally by Kim Crosby when she originated the role of Cinderella in the Broadway smash Into the Woods. <clears throat> no. Je- I don't uh, think. Uh, <laughs> I don't do think you know that this on your on, on the dry toast hour? Is there a lot of acapella? I, don't, I haven't listened recently. <laughs> Can you just lay that in and post? Maybe <laughs> do we have um, to be there for that. Well, I mean, it will take up some time, but yeah, I guess you know we can just add it at the end or something. Okay. Oh, I mean, if you don't mind. Yeah. All right. So Dan and Andy kindly provided the artisans oven toast. We'll be trying today. Tell us what you brought. Yeah, so I went and got a couple loaves here. We got Queen City sourdough and country sourdough. We got two types of sourdough to try. That's what I could get my hands on. Okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You brought loaves of bread? Yeah. Uh huh. You brought loaves of bread to dry toast hour. Oh, no. I Um, can't do this. I I knew that you you would mess all this up if I let you on my show. (laughs) Unsliced. Untoasted bread on toast hour. I mean, it's 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 close to toast. I cannot hear this. It. What is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> Many things. I'm very sorry. I, I mean, can I can I just put okay. it out there real uh, quick right. that cut. it was Andy that just got it? Cut, cut. <laughs> I'm going. You're not coming back not to my show. Doing? We're not going to do no, it. No, we're done. We're done. I guess we'll you don't like... understand. The, you don't understand my show. You brought. I listen Loves. every week. I do understand it. Mm-hmm. What? All right. He left. Dan, yeah. I guess we'll just uh, try this bread and I, put this on the Tower Club. I guess I just assumed that he toasted the... Does he receive the bread toasted? Does it just arrive to the podcast toasted? I mean, what we Surely have here are like... he's seen a loaf of bread before. Two, ha- two like half globe loaves. Like we have actual loaves of sourdough that have not been sliced at all. He was so angry. He was he, offended. The, he dropped his mic and immediately went two middle fingers up <laughs> and just stood. We had to cut the silence because Andy and I could barely talk. Just him just glaring at us. Uh-huh. Just dead eyes. Yeah. Flipping I mean, us off. his whole thing is like grocery store pre-sliced bread. I toasted toasted black. I. So. When does the bread? It, it, he, I feel like he would have been mad if we would have brought sliced bread untoasted. When were we supposed to toast the bread? I guess before we started. Oh my god! I, I mean, 
I'm, I'm glad I to mean, be on such a huge podcast, yeah. truly. But Our apologies to Jeffrey if, if he hears this. I've never been flipped off so hard in my life, Andy. <laughs> it hurt me <laughs> to my gore. All right, all right, Dan. Should, I guess we should probably try this bread. I mean, it's here. I love bread. All right, see whether you love this bread, Dan. Wow. We did just try the breads off mic. Did you hear that edit? No, you didn't. Because sure didn't. I'm good at it. Ooh, so smooth. <laughs> and you don't, don't normally get one of those smooth, beautiful edits on a Tower yeah. Club episode, except recently. I'm a little afraid that people will think we're joking about trying this bread. No, we're, we're not. We're absolutely not. We fully intended to do a, a, a try a bunch of different stuff from Artisan's Oven mm-hmm. today. Uh, unfortunately, I did not realize they weren't open mm-hmm. weekends, and our schedules this week were such that there's just going to be no way to uh, do the full review. So instead, I went to a couple places, but I wound up at Culture Counter. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll take a step back. Uh, went to Mama Jeans first. Sure. They, they didn't have that was a recommendation um, from someone in your life, and uh, wasn't sure or not whether they had it. They had three local bread suppliers, not Artisans Oven there. Also. Apparently, just masks optional in there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You went which, to the uh, East the sun, Sunshine, East Sunshine, East Sunshine. One. and I'm a lot done of being money over there. Done being mad about this stuff, yeah. but there's just a lot of like proudly, proudly like puffed out chest mm-hmm. mask off people there. And look, I'm vaccinated. I'm still wearing mine. We're supposed to do it. We yeah. should be doing it. Uh, nobody's an exception. <laughs> I'm not done being mad about it. I want to uh, smack the little maskless yeah. freaks on their nose. And I'm. Uh, I am sure that if you uh, know people that work there, as we both do, uh, it's especially frustrating to just see people who think they are special. Yep. Takes a toll (laughs) on the workers. Uh, But that's all right. We're not here to talk about that. You couldn't find any artisans oven, though. They didn't have artisans oven. So you just got yourself some essential oils. Still allowed to rub all over your nose somehow. (laughs) I didn't get anything this time, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I, I think I saw Eleanor Taylor in there. But maybe not. Maybe delivering I, some pies. I, no, she was shopping. But it might not have been her. And mm. with masks and stuff, I was just like, eh, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to approach this person to find out. Anyway, um, Eleanor, tell us if that was you. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Listen to the Tower Please. Club. Uh, at least as far as I know. Um, then I went to... I called Culture Counter. That's right. Dan, and it's a place I like to go into every now and One again. One of the original Tower Club yeah. episodes. Oh, Bryce from Culture Counter. Also a Tower Club member. That's right. That's right. So uh, I don't know if he does listen or not. Bryce, feel free to get a, get a hold of us and tell us whether or not you hear this or whether or not you forgot and don't know what that uh, square payment that shows up on your... <laughs> we will tell you how to Guard remove is. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I called ahead and they said, yeah, we got four loaves left. And uh, I, I, drove, I drove up there. And uh, when I got there, there were three loaves left. A, another person was perusing that... Uh, shelf and picked one of them Ooh. and then i went and got mine and got behind that person in line and they were having a conversation about how tough it was to choose between the two types of sourdough and i said there's two types over there i better Ooh. go get that other one also right. and so i got the last two artisans ovens uh sourdough loaf so we got the country sourdough and the queen city sourdough bryce was explaining the difference between the two to this this lady, it's, it has to do with the way that they are made. Obviously, they're two different dough recipes. Sure. Um, I don't remember what the specifications were. I can't tell you. Queen City's twenty ounces, country is twenty four. The country sourdough is made about twenty minutes uh, away from here, <laughs> and the Queen City sourdough is made right here. 
that's yeah. I was gonna say like okay, we're, we are closer. Well, okay, my home where yeah. we record these uh, Tower Club episodes yeah. is closer to the country uh, than it is. I guess we're still in the city. Yeah. You you go just past the highway and you are fully in the country. Oh yeah, no, I mean I think that's just the the way it is anywhere in Springfield. You, yeah. you drive uh, thirty minutes in any direction and and you are you are a part of the country. Bunch of cows, which is of course where this bread was made, the mm-hmm. countryside. <laughs> anyway, so which one did you enjoy tasting more, Dan? Ooh boy, I'm gonna go with. The country, you know, hmm. we, I think this is the smallest sample size we have ever done <laughs> for this show. I mean, we have two Mercy. full loaves of bread in front of us. Yeah, we're just gonna take a loaf. <laughs> yeah, oh. so w- with us, but uh, we literally just like took pinches. I-, I got enough of a pinch to both get the outer exterior crust and a little bit of that interior, mm-hmm. and and I think I enjoyed the country more, although yeah. they were both tasty breads. Uh, I like the Queen City more, Dan. Really, I felt like the the Queen City had like a little bit more of a pungent, weedy flavor to it. They both they were both very flavorful. Mm-hmm. A lot of fla- a lot of flavor for a uh, bread, but uh, both pretty pretty mealy. A lot of a lot of body to these sure. breads. They're very thick. Um, I enjoyed them both. Think they'd be, they'd make for a really hearty sandwich. Oh yeah. Not sure what you use this for, but I am planning on making some. The moment you said I was taking one of these home with me, I, I got very excited. I'm going to go home and make some delicious sandwiches. Yeah. With them. Uh, that Queen City one, a little more akin to like white bread mm-hmm. as far as like the the texture of the crust. Um, but then that that inner texture, maybe a little more crumbly than the. The, than the uh, country. Loaf. So you got the outer texture and the inner texture. Uh huh. You know what's coming. And if coming. I had to rate those two, uh, I'd need one more category to round mm. it out. Really, oh, I don't know. Maybe something like F factor. <laughs> <laughs> A bit I completely abandoned uh-huh. on our live Andy's episode. Still yet to come out, of course, but uh, make sure to listen to that one, folks, to hear me abandon the F factor bit yeah. uh, like two two items in. Thank goodness. <laughs> I wonder if they make these in the F factory. <laughs> I bet they do, Andy. I bet they make these in the F factory. Uh, yeah. Anyway, these are really good. Yeah, I don't eat a lot of bread, especially at home. I'm not a big bread person. Mm-hmm. I usually stick to protein and vegetables if I'm cooking for myself or eating stuff at home. But uh, kind of makes me wish I was more of a bread boy. So I, I did. I didn't want to really get into this on the show. Uh, not not that it's uh, exposing anything, but uh, my girlfriend and I. We have a very hard time picking what we're gonna have mm. for dinner. I, I there's something I'm jealous of you. You, I feel like you are very studious about planning your week of food out, especially yeah. with the podcast. You know, here. I'm gonna hear pretty soon. I'm gonna have to start not planning that independently. I know. Yeah, it's so gonna be, be a, new, a yeah, new thing for me. Yeah, uh, I will be fine. I'm pretty culture like, shock for you in, yeah. in more ways than one. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Surely gonna go great. Gonna go swimmingly. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, we have a very hard time picking what to eat, whether we're going out or just grabbing something. My girlfriend, she she has this thing where uh, she doesn't like eating the same type of food two nights in a row. Mm. Whatever she's decided that is. I don't know. I could do it personally every single night. I could eat hamburger and be so happy. I'm nodding to Dan. Like, I, yeah, love, I, I would eat tacos every night would be I just can a godsend to me and have eaten Thai Express more than one night in a row. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is my dream. Remind me to tell you a Thai Express story later. 
please. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we decided uh, just within this last week, edit point. Thought I was going to sneeze, did not. Not editing that. Don't edit it. <laughs> um, no editing. It. Oh, I have to edit this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, edit just yeah. a tiny bit there. Um, so we decided, or rather I decided that uh, we, we should have some sort of template to go off of. Mm. You know, all this bread talk just kind of re- reminded me of that. Um, so, you know, listeners, please feel free to weigh in on this. And let me know if 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 I'm if I'm missing some things here, and Andy, you as well. I've gone off of a five night a week template because mm-hmm. I'm just going to assume another night of the week it's going to be the restaurant, um, and maybe another night it's probably just going to be like the restaurant chef. again. Yeah, yeah, the restaurant again. <laughs> yes, truly. <laughs> Uh, but this is more for like we're looking to start cooking more and, and for just so we can get a plan on the week. We got five nights. Mm. These aren't necessarily in order. We got Asian food. Yeah. Wide swath. Big, oh, big place. Asia's big. Yeah. The biggest place. In yeah. Fact. Next. Russia is part of Asia. Latin food. Don't, don't want to explicitly call it Mexican food because, you know. Yeah. Just cover Central and South America. A lot of wonderful Latin dishes we've tried on the show and at Mexican restaurants. <laughs> and Andy, I could truly do them every night. It might be my mm-hmm. favorite style of food. Then you got... They, they, they venture off course a little here. Okay. Vegetarian slash fish. <laughs> okay. Not not really types of food. And I know that you could get an Asian or Latin dish. Latin. I don't know. It, it's not. I mean, I'm not talking about ancient Greece. It's not Latin. It, uh, uh, it, Latin American. Sure. Latin American. But sometimes I don't want any American in it. Andy. Sometimes I want that. <laughs> Good luck with Latin. that in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, vegetarian slash fish. Categories four and five. Mm. Number four, pasta. Yeah. Number that's five, good. bread. <laughs> now, bread, <laughs> that could be hamburger. That could be hot dog. That could be, uh, you know, it could be a sandwich, uh, of course. I squeeze my hurt eye too tight. Now it hurts. Oh, <laughs> your your eye is hurt. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. H- how's that feeling now? Uh, Not great? It's, it's only if I squeeze it too tight. I didn't use the drops today. I'll be okay. Vision, not back to normal. It's been like a month. Oh, yeah, still it's probably not good. Yeah. Not as many as I did before. Mm. Um, once I've started helping them through, sure, you know, helping them yeah. process what they need to process yeah. after they're passing. Famously. Fewer around. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they tend to go away. Uh, but yeah, that, that's our template right now. That's Just great. all the bread talk m- reminded me that we have a category called bread. Um, she's not... St- a hundred percent on board with the whole concept. <laughs> oh, so this is a Dan <laughs> proposition. Well, you know, she she thinks bread and pasta might have similar effects yeah. that are both bad and uh-huh. maybe shouldn't be their own categories. I, d- I don't know. I think it's pretty good. Maybe you should change bread to bund. Just something with a bun. Well, and that's the thing. You know, some of them are still interchangeable because, like, my girlfriend, she's been making some beautiful bon mies lately mm. i'm talking pickled daikon and carrot the whole the works everything yeah. the pate uh very very good and, the, and frankly those could go in sandwich or those could go in bread or they could go in asian i'm gonna tend to put them in bread frankly my dear they could go in a sandwich <laughs> 
the famous line <laughs> from the beautiful movie. But do we have anything else to say about ours? <laughs> I don't. I don't think we ever actually described the country uh, sourdough. It's oh. got a little more exterior yeah. texture to I it. Agree. And uh, I found the interior maybe a little more porous, a little mm. chewier rather than crumbly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought they were both really good. Yeah, this is high quality bread. Yeah. I got to figure out something to make with them. Maybe I'll make like French toast or something. Uh, before we started, my you know we were talking to my brother, and he was like, "Oh yeah, uh, occasionally my wife will make something with uh, uh, bread uh, that isn't toasted, uh, much to his chagrin." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she said that she will get it to make French toast. Uh, French, well, it's got toast in the name. So. French creme brulee French toast, confusing for him, which I've had before. Her frame, family makes that. Um, I am like so chummy with family. Uh, like more so than most people, I think, from just just talking to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I have spent Christmas with my brothers in laws twice, <laughs> and like I've <laughs> participated in their rituals and stuff. I love sure. family stuff, uh, and they make this delicious creme brulee French toast. That's a tradition my sister in laws continued on. So I've heard <laughs> that the artisan oven bread is good for that. Sure, they're hala. I, th- I think. Yeah, is that's what right. You, what yeah. you mentioned. I believe it's Kachala. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, Kachala yeah, bread. Yeah, the, the famously based on the, the king for Black Panther. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> un- may he rest in peace. Yeah, wow. Uh, unfortunately, we can't really give a rating to Artisan sure. Southern because we just tried two types of really good bread, but we can't tell you. If you need some bread, great choice. And you know, I think we've had Artisan's Oven bread many times for the show in other contexts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their bread gets used at a lot of local restaurants, which is something that we really love. Uh, So with that, I would... I don't think I've ever had a dish at a restaurant and the Artisan's Oven's bread has been the problem with Mm -hmm. it. So I'm going to go five out of five. Uh, Sure. (laughs) I guess I'll join you. Sure. Fine. I, on my birthday, it is birthday month. It's birthday month. Wow. My brother and birthday I. Birthday month is well, here again. Our birthdays are six days apart and towards the end of May. How was that growing up? Bad? No, it's fine. Sure. My parents are pretty good about, how, you know, we, we would have separate parties and, and that kind of thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Jeffrey, one year, you the next. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mostly remember my parties. I've got specific memories from a couple of my parties. Um, I think we would get joint gifts. I have to ask and see what the timeline oh, okay. was on that. If like. I know one time I think we got it was when we got a Super Nintendo. I don't remember if it was a gift. Oh yeah, gotta be. I don't remember if it was my birthday or his, but we were racing. Dad made a scavenger hunt, and I'm pretty sure we found the last clue. We knew it was the last clue, and we were racing around to the front yard because I think it was going to be. I think it was in the trunk of his car, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I pushed my brother down, and he slit his calf open on like one of those separators for like the the plants that are on the side of the house, like one of those plastic separators. I hate that. So that's how he spent that birthday. Uh-huh. And you spent it <laughs> and playing freaking NBA no, Jam. <laughs> I don't think we did that. Um, th- I could be mixing all that up, like the timelines and which birthday that was. But sure. that definitely happened on one of our birthdays. Um, I was like hyperactive and hurt hurt him. <laughs> like I was not. I was like a pretty typical older oh, brother. I've been there. Yeah. I get the feeling that maybe I didn't beat on him as much as your brothers did on you. Uh, well, you know, uh, I don't know if we may have discussed this on the show before, but I didn't attract a whole lot of ire from my brothers because they were so close in age to mm. each other that they were practicing NWO, WCW uh, slams on each other. Yeah. That, you know, they, they were being sting <laughs> so and Brett the Hitman heart. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was just uh, in the corner, to not yet uh, being cool. Yeah. 
we we got to get them. I, we'll definitely get Zach back on one more time. Mm-hmm. I really want to get Travis. Trying to, to secure Travis for yeah. the show. We do any time. Like any time we can make it work, we'll do it. I uh, would we'll really want to do it. I, I mean, I haven't talked. I know when the last time I talked to Travis, I don't want to talk about that. But like, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Um, that was ominous. And it should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. was not a great yeah, event. Was thing. Not between us. Not yeah. between him and I. It was a funeral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sucked. Yep, it wasn't any go, good folks. at all. Hey, you got the full um, piece of information yeah. now. Um, yeah. It's fun to have Jeffrey on the show. So We've, much fun. Yeah. He and I have been a, a lot closer since we, you know, became peers rather than mm-hmm. just uh, brothers. <laughs> we kind of reconnected uh, when we were both in college. And we went to a Planet Sub. We made a Planet Sub on Ooh. Cheap Sub Night. You guys introduced like, me to Planet Sub. Yeah. Love Planet Sub. We talked some stuff through and, uh, you know. Worked worked some stuff out and kind of became became closer because nice. of that. It was it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he's he's really funny when he can be really funny. Like our family has a lot of funny people. It's 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 cool. Uh, Jeffrey is the definition I would say of soft spoken. Yeah, uh, and oftentimes those are some of the funniest people because they don't fill up the air with all their other stupid words all the time. Mm-hmm. They save their words for impactful moments, which can be very funny. Yeah. L- learning that not all families like have bits that they do mm. consciously or sub. I don't think my, my family would ever acknowledge, hey, we're doing bits now. Yeah. Uh, learning that that is not necessarily a normal thing that families do was it's, it's like I learned that relatively recently in, in life. Yeah, that's like awesome. mostly from women that I that I dated when like we you know, I would either tell stories or like only a couple have actually met my parents over the years, but like hearing the reaction was, Oh, this isn't, this isn't normal. Like my family's was not like this. Um, just people joking and, and having fun. <laughs> Apparently yeah. families are very tense. Could, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Uh, Howell has household. Definitely humorless with yucks. <laughs> Humor, humorless. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. To find out that having a family with a sense of humor is a, a privilege. Anyway, um, I'm, I'll save that Thai Express story for later. Let's let's. Will you want to preheat? I guess so. I mean, do we have anything else to say about the wonderful Salito Lindo episode? I, uh, oh yeah, the the uh, fantastic final appearance? Question mark. Prob- of, uh, probably the last tacos bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't foresee him coming back on the show, but I really loved that appearance. Oh, I'm glad you it's I'm great. glad you enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't listened back yet. Sure. I have not gotten around to editing that episode, so I don't know how it went. Spoiler. I am tacos bill. Oh, wow. I play tacos bill on the show. Is this, this might be the first tower club episode we've had since. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, and we didn't even mention Artisan's Oven. We were originally going to do mm-hmm. Dan Simber 2019. Yep. That was for the first guest that I had booked for my first ever Dan Simber. Yeah. Jake, uh, because we wanted to try some place that was vegan, and Jake, Jake was a big fan of uh-huh. uh, uh, freaking Artisan's Oven. Uh, but something ended up not working I think out the that. same thing. I think I, they were closed. I think it was the I think the they were closed. Thing, yeah. So we pivoted to Van Gogh's yeah. for that episode. Um. Yeah, and that is why uh, I wanted to. I kind of pushed for that to be the choice because yeah. the, the history was already written. Yeah, uh, actually, the, the data was collected mm-hmm. because you were going to write the history based on my research. And you know That's what? Right. Jeffrey just yeah. refused to even look at it. He did all his own research. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just does his own show. He what just does pro. his own thing. Yeah. What a pro! <laughs> what else? Have we- I didn't write a single word of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, yeah, dude, Jeffrey wouldn't laugh at jokes that you wrote like that. <laughs> um, uh, that was a lot of fun. I was happy with uh, with the Sleet Delindo episode. Great app. Great app. Yeah. And truly, like we mentioned it on the show, but like something we have been talking about doing since the beginning. It's yeah. been bantered around as like the hundredth episode or even the final episode. I yep. think we maybe talked about, um, which was weird because you didn't even realize that I had such a deep history no. with Salito and, and that was so tied to Jeffrey. I mean, and you had just kind of chosen it as someplace since you have. I mean, I'd say you've been to Salito Lindo more than any restaurant I've yeah. ever been to. I mean, that was part of why I kind of nixed it in my mind, at least as a good last episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is just like a special thing for me. Sure. I didn't know that <laughs> it was a big one. I mean, I we I guess we, I could have asked you more. I just assumed. I mean, I it was definitely a bigger place for yeah. you and Jeffrey. Yeah. I only know it through Jeffrey. Like I if I think of Salito Lindo outside of the context of the show, I picture Jeffrey. Like mm-hmm. that, that's he he dragged me there. Yeah. Um I think something like the equivalent to Salito Lindo is the one we're going to try to do with your brothers if we can get it worked uh-huh. out, which is we've had that idea for over a year too. That's right. To do this place we're going to do with them with them. Um, oh, yeah, we we're talking about Tacos Bill. Like, what a bad character. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to write this song last night. I was like, all the, this, the whole thing is that I unintentionally did Emo Phillips' voice, mm-hmm. which you pointed out to me. It's like, oh, that's where that's from. Yeah. Okay. So it's <laughs> great it, voice. Emo Phillips' voice sung, which is kind of a novelty uh-huh. with 100% auto tune. Yeah. It's, it's cranked, it's fully corrected, and then vibrato completely removed. <laughs> It's so like both settings when you auto tune, you you can adjust how much like natural uh, voices, you know, for lack of a better word, like quaver mm-hmm. a little bit whenever you sing. Like they're a little pitchy. It takes out the pitchiness entirely. Yeah. Um. And I just I, I told you earlier in the week that I kind of wanted to bring Tacos Bill back, and I had a contractor in my house. It's like an old family friend. Sure. But like I had a contractor in my house at night because he's got a day job, and like. It's so embarrassing to like sing about <laughs> killing with tacos in your house with another person listening. So I just didn't oh, yeah. do it. I wrote four of the six stanzas out, out on the back porch, like very quietly as he uh, was in here. But like then the dogs start barking or people start mowing. I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. And yeah, weirdly enough, uh, we don't need to get into who this person is. I know who has been renovating yeah. your house. Truly, not a single person that you could be goofier oh, around. I know. One yeah. of the goofiest men to ever live. Oh, totally. <laughs> the person yeah. who is redoing your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was a chance that he was going to be here last time we recorded, like last Wednesday, when we did that uh, episode about the beer, uh-huh. and that was the main reason that I would have felt weird because yeah. we were talking about beer. But um, I, I, he, I think it was more like looking forward to seeing you like I told oh, him yeah I told him via text that uh, I think Dan's coming over around eight it's like oh I haven't seen Dan in a long time it's like we're, we're probably going to be really annoying and I'm sorry about that <laughs> and he's like that sounds like really entertaining he's like that sounds like it'd be really sure. entertaining to me is what his text yeah. said and I'm sure he would have really sweet. enjoyed yeah, it I'd love to see Dale again Dale, yeah. we'll put his name out <laughs> it's there fine. Dale love um, you Dale I mean he's going to be back next week <laughs> to finish <laughs> the job yep. he I will say that he's going on vacation last week and very generously came and finished the shower part this weekend, so I can now shower in yeah, my house. I saw that. Um, it was a great shower. Looks I had the nice first one there. today. It's going to be good. Good looking It's going to be a great place for someone else <laughs> to be for two years. If I were you, Swore I would no one. paint the rest of the wall. Yeah, that's the plan. 
That's the plan. I, I mean, I don't know where you're at in your process, but I would I would finish painting that wall. Yeah. And then I'd say it's pretty good. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but when like moved into this house, it looked really nice and turned out that the previous like somebody had bought it and flipped it and just did the cheapest flip oh, yeah. job sure. imaginable. So the like it started falling apart immediately. And I know that this is what happens with houses that they they fall apart when you live there. But like the bathroom was especially egregious. Like not to mention that I painted it the ugliest color. Like I was like, I like blue and I it's the only room in the house that I just think looks bad. And he painted the tub beige. So there are all these Love it. The, the base colors in there all clash. So there's like beige ish tile, grayish <laughs> uh countertop or whatever. And then this horrible beige tub that was not even like the same color beige as the back of the shower mm. and uh the paint started peeling immediately oh and he cut so it out it, you're making me hungry yeah <laughs> so it just looked horrific like fine for me because i have essentially had a bachelor lifestyle since no. i moved in six or seven years ago however long that gosh seven years ago i mean you're only a couple steps removed from living in an actual shed so <laughs> it's true oh i have my house is like totally bougie compared to my living standards <laughs> yeah pretty much every point up until this except when i live with my parents for nine months when i moved back from oregon anyway i love i love living here it's it's way more space than i need anyway um so yeah it needed to be done if i decide to rent the house out or use that as an airbnb or whatever i don't know what i'm gonna do it's like if there's someone listening who knows someone who might need i don't know when i'm leaving yeah <laughs> i don't I mean, know if you're I'm gonna leaving, do an airbnb so. you have to have somebody like manage it yeah, and yeah, come yeah. And clean it up and stuff yeah yeah there are rental companies sure that, or oh, okay. property management companies that do sure. that so that's probably what i'm gonna do but if anybody knows anybody looking for a place to stay like that wants a reasonable person mm-hmm. to rent a house from a reasonable person at a reasonable rate i'm just thinking out loud i'm just ba- I'm, I'm babbling right now i'm sorry if you're chill andy wants to have you as his tenant Look, 420 friendly. No, I would say not indoors, maybe. Like 420 you, friendly, baby. You got your <laughs> you got your prescription. Um, feel free to do whatever you want outside. Maybe not so cool with the smoking in, indoors. 420 <laughs> friendly, baby. <laughs> 420 friendly babies. No, <laughs> I want kids that smoke in this home. No smoking, but growing is freaking required <laughs> <laughs> grow ups only yeah, yes yeah absolutely <laughs> um wow anyway i just babbled about my living situation for not long enough we got more time no, to fill. we sure do andy yeah tacos um, bill man how he's lame what a lame character what no, a lame I song love tacos bill he's a great character you know it he's he's you know what's going on with tacos bill. yeah the songs you you hit a similar style with the songs. Each song is 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 always funny and packed with laughs. And uh, he you know he ha- he has he at least has a thing he does. Yeah, like he he, I, ha- he is a character. I haven't listened back yet, but I suspect the parts that were not written were much better. None none of that was written except for the song. Uh-huh. Like I just knew he was going to have a guard. And yeah. pretty much we can just do that, like just show up and goof around. Yeah, I feel like having another person in the room makes that more fun. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Would you rather do uh, a character with a guest around or no? I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess sometimes I get super excited about doing it with the guest around and it uh, uh, totally dumps the bed like uh, <laughs> Curtis Schmo with Crystal Quaid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I was very excited about that. But yeah, t- typically I, I do, you know, 
I I was excited at the idea of Taco's Bill with uh, Jeffrey because I know Taco's Bill is maybe the weirdest character <laughs> on the show. The the least like understandable unless yeah. you've actually heard his past experience. Oh yeah, past uh, and episodes. Like, and uh, I knew that Jeffrey would be adequately um, weirded out and disinterested in it. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yeah, he was on his phone immediately. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, that was all right. Um, it was fun. I, it might have been. It might have been good. I don't know. He, it harkens back to the old days of the show when a yeah. whole lot of work went into even the characters. Oh yeah. Uh, you you writing those songs, it, 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 it's an astounding feat every time. I am still working on a compilation of songs. I am stuck. Like, if you remember, oh, it's the the song about killing people with tacos, really? which is apparently a thing, like the techno song or the electronic mm-hmm. pop song. Um, I can't get the mix right. I'm stuck on it because mm. like I can't. I've tried to tried it a bunch of different ways and whatever. I've gotten better. I've gotten better technology since then. They can make they can make it better than it was previously, and uh, it's not working. I can call I, up my buddy Rick. Okasik, Ruben. Oh, Okasik's <laughs> <laughs> dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, call him up. Anyway, I'll get it. I'm just whining. Um, what else we talk about talking about? <laughs> um, well, we, of course, uh, th- this uh, listeners got a bonus Tower Club episode this month, something we've never done before, released an extra cl- uh, episode of the Tower Club feed in the form of uh, that uh, Mother's episode. Yeah, which was I think something. now is a good episode. Oh, I totally I'm, agree. I'm now back to re- I listened back to it and really enjoyed it. Yeah. You don't know this, Dan, but I tweaked it even more after it came out. Oh, really? And there is now a new version. Nice. Because when I was doing Laura's from Sleet Delindo, when I was doing her voice memos mm-hmm. and making the history segment out of that, um, that also that has about fifty edits in it, by the way. Really? Because she sent me or she sent Jeffrey like a raw with ta- like with several takes, like sure. if I was doing it on my own, or not not several takes, but like she would say lines again and stuff. Yeah. And um, I also. I figured out how to remove a bunch of noise from that that I then went and applied to Jason's oh, okay. channel on that mother's episode. So I also took like I figured out how to do his plosives too. Like that was a big thing is when it goes, it shows up like real hard. Like you yeah. can feel it in your inner ear whenever the, the plosives hit in the old version. But now I've gotten some of that taken out. Anyway, Dan, I learned a lot. I'm glad I did it. But boy, oh boy, was that miserable. Yeah, um, wasn't exactly fun to record no. was not fun uh in the moment whenever uh i i also haven't heard the version of the episode with your disclaimer in front of it so yeah. i i don't know what all the listeners are privy to but uh we recorded the whole thing yeah. it became very evident during the record that it was going to be a painful edit uh no well, <laughs> they look i love those guys very They're much great guys but like they wanted to make it difficult. Like they cussed mm-hmm. so much. They cussed a lot. They definitely <laughs> enjoy getting your goat. Yeah. And then I think you made it very clear um, that the cursing needed to stop and that the edit was going to be very hard. The cursing didn't stop. It actually ramped up yeah. more. But I don't think that that was because they were trying to be mean or make no. you frustrated. No, no. I think that we were just a couple beers in at that point and I, that took over. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> well, well, Andy and I, I mean, I I, I think I only had um, two full beers well, that evening, but... It wasn't uh, that, like, they were talking the way we talk. Yes. Like, spoiler, yeah. I cuss <laughs> sometimes. Sorry, Mom. And truly, you cut it all out. It's yeah, not it's that gone. evidence how much... How, and, not, not that evident how much cursing there was. And, like, 
it was like a uh, it was overdone like it was mm-hmm. a bit and it was very funny yeah. like in the moment we laughed hard um but you i mean Wes especially like Wes will just curse and then you can tell that he did not mean to and he yeah. felt bad about yeah. it but then he would do it again well, two seconds later I don't know if you heard but I missed one of them I did hear that you, you missed did. one of them yeah. I assumed that you would go back through and find I it did. I meant to text you about it it's all right figured you didn't want to mess with it anymore no I it's very like faint mm-hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal and yeah. I think you could Kinda pretty buried. yeah you can't hear the last like the T and yeah. the word when he says it I did like clip it out and send it to him and congratulate him on letting the first <laughs> the first cuss word slip on Spring Food Mo. Yeah, but it's gone now. Yeah, uh, and that was also the same thing that happened last time that they were on the show. So we knew that that was going to be a thing. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I wasn't that concerned at all. I knew I didn't have to edit it. But then, yeah. of course, at the very end of the episode, <sighs> or uh, what should have been the epi- uh-huh. end of the episode, we actually had a full other oh. segment planned that was mercifully cut short. And I they wanted they wanted to do the game because they they did put a lot of work into a game that we sure. were going to play and it that sounded, sounded like fun a very fun game so we may try to fit that in sure. at another time if you and I are able to do that I think that would be very fun yeah but uh right whenever we went to launch into the game uh, Jason of course let us know that his audacity had fully crashed it crashed audacity is the recording program which crashed <sighs> and it turned out that his file was safe like I walked yep. him through some ways that we could try to fix it and he was able to recover it which is great however his channel was missing mm-hmm. it was just missing stuff like his mic had not the zoom had stuff that the mic didn't and the mic had stuff that the zoom didn't it didn't make any sense and then when i got wes's wes's was like 17 minutes short <laughs> and for whatever reason his channel had just huge gaps where it hadn't recorded nice um <laughs> crazy it's crazy that i was able to make it work no more than anything truly the the series of texts that we went back and forth on because at the time we were going to do the game the episode was cut short it was like 10 p.m uh work night i had to go home yeah you were very tired but i was ready to go to sleep yeah you had to figure out all this stuff and it was set up at your house so i was i i was gonna be in the way truly if i had hung out any longer so i took the drop tops went home yeah, I noticed you day. took. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a trap top. And a couple days later, I was like, oh, he took the oh, he took I, the I, ones I he liked. You the step, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the, the ones that we. No, all those love. are now at our bands, like the place where the band practices. Oh, I wasn't going <laughs> like to not, waste any space yeah. in my home on those nasty step dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we got to the end there. The series of texts that I received that night, both while I was awake and after I had fallen asleep, were just like. It's fully ruined. None of this is salvageable. Good riddance. And then later it would be like, actually, I think we're good. And then later it would be like, no, Wes's mic was also screwed up. So we were completely uh, just without an episode. Uh-huh. And then in the morning you were like, oh, yeah, I made it work. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and no, I think it was a, more like the afternoon. Yeah. It's like I, I might have been like, I think I can do this because uh-huh. I had given up. I think in order to, to sleep that night, I had to say I'm just I'm just abandoning sure. this fully. But I, I could not get it off my mind. Like, I just kept going over it. How could I do? How could I fix it? How could I fix it? And then I realized how I could fix it, mm. which was use the Zoom audio and like just cut a bunch of stuff. Sure. Um, so it's Easy. missing some yeah. stuff that was pretty funny. Probably like 15 minutes of yeah. just actual content cut from it, mm-hmm. uh, along with silence and stuff. Uh, and it, I think it is so much better for it. Like, I listen back goodness, now, I'm like, yeah. this is way more fun to listen to than it was to record. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I, I was, I'm happy to have it out. I'm also happy that we're doing this episode now because this this is what the Tower Club should be probably. Yeah, just me and you. We didn't even have the chance to get into every all the Tower Club things that people look forward to. Yeah. Andy, we got to do our preheat, albeit on what we thought was going to be the wrong episode. Yep, we did the but wrong then, preheat, so it worked out nicely. Sure, yeah, you released it in a different uh, slot than would normally come. And, and and I'm also just glad that Tower Club listeners get a little extra episode. Uh-huh. They had to share a Tower Club feed episode last month with the peons. It's true. So they should get an extra one. I will say that I got more people reaching out after that episode saying, hey, it sounded really good really? than I've ever gotten. So yeah, wow. um, Doug from uh, Podcast from Springfield sent me a message. Uh, Colin sent me a message. His wasn't specifically about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey sent a message uh, on Twitter. It was great. It was really great to hear back from people that they appreciated the work that went into it. And um, I can tell you, as a person who spends a lot of time, a lot of time on a uh, pretty uh, minor project, <laughs> it feels good. Sure. So, like, I'm not. This is not me saying please do it more. It's just saying if you, if you uh, like a thing, uh, tell the people that make it that you like it and yeah. that you appreciate what they do. <laughs> I have made a point to do that more often since we started doing this show because it feels so good when people do it. So nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's that. Those are the episodes we recorded. Should we preheat our I next episode? Should, yeah. The, the listeners get a little bonus preheat for this coming episode. Andy. Stuff. Stuff. One word review for next week's restaurant without spoiling what the restaurant is. I'm gonna have to go shoeless. Mm, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna do flames. Okay, flames. You see where I'm going with? You see where I'm coming from with I, that one? I, you know, if I, I'm having a hard time picturing it, but I'm almost able to put together what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get it when we when we go there. Okay, it's fun. I, I think I'll I'll think I'll tell this story now, Dan. Get and I it. I have not told anyone except my girlfriend this story because it's embarrassing. Sure. Um and I don't look too great in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh I went to Thai Express, I think Thursday evening. Um, just got takeout, went in, and they're always so fast, you know, they have it already. I was probably I, I estimate I was inside for about seventy five seconds total. Um, and I was parked right there in front of the the entrance. Nice. And when I came out, the a shell tanker truck had parked behind Ooh, yep. all five cars. Oh yeah, blocking everyone in. And I have takeout. And I'm like, I think I can make it out of here because I think I said five cars. However many spaces there are, one of them was was open, and that was the one next to me. And I was like, I can get out. I can make it work. And I pulled out and tried to go one way and couldn't get out that way. So I was like, I pulled back in, tried to go the other way. And then that is when I heard a screeching noise Oof. that was my back bumper being torn off of my car. Um, and I was like, well, it, it, when things are my fault, it's fine. Like, I don't I don't get mad, really. It's like, sure. I know that I do dumb things. Like, I'm, mm. I'm kind of clumsy and I do dumb things. Like, my car's all... Well, my car's dinged up, but... It, Number one, it came dinged up. It had a bumper issue when I mm. bought it. But also, I work at an elementary school in a rough part of town, sure. and like dings will just mysteriously show up on my car yeah. when I come home. From, like I have a major like thing on the side of my car from <laughs> somebody doing that to my car yeah. at school, and there's no cameras. So, yeah. well, anyway, I mean, 
you gave old Ronnie Dinger a D on his what essay. Ronnie Dinger. I yeah. get it now. Okay. He gets made fun of a lot for that name. <laughs> um, Poor kid. Oh, the story is far from over. So I get out to inspect the, inspect the damage to my car. I actually pull over to i'm able to get out and pull over to the i mean once i was once i i me getting into the position where my bumper got half torn off it's still i was able to reattach sure. it and it just looks terrible now once i got past that spot i was able to uh, get out and go park the car so i'm inspecting the damage and then again i'm like fine you know i was like oh, it's just some dumb thing i have to spend money on it's all my fault what did you hit the tanker truck okay it, it was like it had this little like these little bars that come out on the side mm. it's kind of hard to explain but like it, I don't think it was. I think I barely got it actually yeah. because that bumper was already a little loose. You know, like the, how they mm. attach, they sort of stick out on the side, and it caught. I'm pretty sure it caught and just sort of very like peeled it off because like I didn't do it for very very long. Like I was able to reposition. Yeah. Anyway, and the tanker truck did not explode like in no, a John Woo movie. It did not. Okay. That did not stop the driver of this tanker truck sure. from coming out of the signal and going, "What'd you do to my truck?" <laughs> You know, I'm I'm sitting here, sitting here with my bumper half on the ground. This dude's yelling at me. I'm like, I did not like that, and I did not respond well. Sure, <laughs> like no, I no, I was actively rude to this dude, yeah. and like I kind of regret it now. Um, but like, it's ridiculous. He, w- I I looked, and like <laughs> he is there to refuel, and he was parked like fully in the middle. Mm. And be like, he had plenty of room. To, maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. But at least to my eye, it looked like he had plenty of room. And I've actually been there in that situation before because I think that's the schedule. It's just an unfortunate yeah. schedule. And, and that I it's haven't also just a very bad parking it's situation really bad. over there. Like, yeah. uh, if you're familiar like, with Thai Express, I've had it happen before and it hasn't been an issue mm-hmm. um, because it's been parked closer to the signal station. Yeah. Whatever. It was a dude just trying to do his job yeah. who was like really rude to me for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I didn't respond well. Like, sure. I went off on him about parking far from these. It, whatever. It was stupid. And I, and he was like, I'm calling the cops. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, you don't need to do that. Like, this was my fault. Like, no crime has been perpetrated yeah. here. Your truck is fine. There's literally no mark on the truck. Like, yeah. we went and looked at it. There's nothing wrong with it. And he's like, I'm calling him anyway. And like... <laughs> I don't think this, the cops respond to parking lot. They did. <laughs> oh um, this wouldn't have this wouldn't have happened if I hadn't escalated it. Sure. I I could have done better. Like I should not have yelled back at this dude who yelled at me. Yeah. I should have just been like, what's the word where you're I, this is a specific word. Like I should have just been like, I'm sorry, dude. You know, let's mm. look at it, whatever. And look, I can be a little vindictive, Dan. Sure. And uh this is I just listen. Just listen. You slashed all sixteen <laughs> tires. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so he calls the police, um, and I'm mad at myself for doing this mm. at this point. So I wasn't mad, and then like once I was angry, the anger needed somewhere to go, sure. and then it went at me once my interaction was done with that guy. Because then I, after he said I was going to call the cops, I just went and uh, waited by my car. Yeah. And so a couple officers come, and I think this is probably my fifth or sixth interaction with the Springfield PD and they have been mixed at best, mm-hmm. um, which I've talked about in an episode of another podcast, not ours. Um, and so I don't really expect much from this situation. Uh, and the guy comes up and he frames it to the police as if I started yelling at him, which is not what happened. Mm-hmm. I swear it is not, <laughs> it is not what happened. 
um, even though I could have behaved better. And I was like, dude, that's not like, look, I did this. I take full responsibility. Nothing's wrong. And it's like, I, I was like, I'm sorry. I said that stuff. I know you're doing your job, but the dude would not, not like let it go. Sure. I don't know if he expected the police to arrest me for, for yelling. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I sympathize with the dude. Maybe he had a bad day or something. I don't know. I don't, I, his behavior was inexplicable to me. Yeah. And it wasn't exactly that the police officer took my side, but it was clear that this was a waste of his time. Mm-hmm. And, it was that dude's responsibility because that dude called and he's like, um, I can't do anything here. Um, I can like help mediate the situation for you, but like there's no tickets to be written because this is private property and it's just yeah. between you what you want to do. And he's like, he's like, uh, all right, well just give me your insurance. And the police officer looks at me and says, you do not have to do that. Um, he does not, you do not have to do that if yeah. you don't want to like he and like, had because that he said that I just didn't do it. Sure, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I would have like I would have done it if we did had a if it, 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 probably if he would have asked me without a police officer there telling telling me. Oh, I would have assumed. Well, this is the law. Yeah, <laughs> I must give this man my insurance yeah. card. And um, like I do not. This dude, I, I'm really glad that I didn't because mm. I suspect this dude is the kind of guy who might have like made me pay for a bunch of stuff that didn't need to be fixed, even though he doesn't own that truck. That's a yeah, signal I don't, I don't truck. Th- yeah, I'm not sure. That, yeah. Anyway, um, and that dude was livid. Mm. I'm sure he regrets that he called the police now. Yeah. He, he may need that information for the paperwork that he has to sure. fill out like that. You know, that's probably yeah, what's just up. Be that he had to. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, well, I'm taking pictures and I was like standing against my car and I look at the cop and he's like, he, he can take pictures, but like you don't have to move. So I'm like standing in front of the wreck and I'm just getting probably too much pleasure than I should have out of uh, blocking this dude from the pictures that he wanted to take of my car, which I again, I don't really know how that would have benefited him anyway. um, The point is uh, Patrick came out to check on me. Oh, Um, he came up out to see if everything was okay and i was like it's fine you know this dude and i were yelling at each other i'm sorry it's everything's okay this is my fault to take care of it and uh but he was like he he knows me by name now because i do take out and like he came up and asked he's like is everything okay andy and yeah just the sweetest guy and now i'm kind of afraid to go in there because it'll be like so weird sure but Anyways, that's just a I mean, terrible. I guarantee you're not the first one who's gotten to like a screaming match oh. from a car wreck over there. Like I've seen, I've seen people trying to do what I was trying to no. do and give up before. Yeah. Um. Like because I used to eat inside there just as often as I got takeout. Like it's it wasn't un- uncommon. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure it happens frequently. Bad lot over there, and, and then I you also said that uh, you asked the cops to help put your bumper back on and they unloaded a full clip and do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. right. What I was going to say was like, this is the first time when I felt like Springfield police were actually trying to help. Sure. Um, and they should have never been dispatched yeah, in the first yeah. place. Um, I've, I've told some of my other stories before, but I just like left scratching my head when sure. I've had interactions with police here. I was like, oh, you know what? This one wasn't wasn't as bad, probably because it benefited me. <laughs> We, I, I have a kind of a similar story, and hopefully I haven't told this on the show before, but I 
um, whenever I was 15 years old, driver's permit age, mm. was driving. I believe we were leaving the Blockbuster over mm-hmm. on Independence by the Walmart. Um, and we used to always take, we used to always drive behind the Walmart for some reason. We'd like go to a Blockbuster and then we would drive behind Kohl's and behind Walmart to get back up onto Glenstone. Uh-huh. If listeners kind of have a picture there. So I was going behind this block or behind the coals, excuse me. And right there where you're about to turn right to drive behind coals, a Sarah Lee bread truck clips me. Whoa. Well, technically, I clip it because he definitely yeah. had the right of way. And I, I, I should have uh, stopped, uh, put on my blinker and everything, but clipped me, took my front headlight off mm. an old uh, uh, escort. 2003 escort with my dad uh my dad's in the car this guy's also similarly not super happy uh, about what what's happened the, yeah. the guy in the sarah lee bread truck um he's complaining about how he's going to have to take a drug test now oh it wasn't sarah <laughs> no no it was okay. surprisingly it was not miss lee i think it might have been her husband that is a um, i mean truck drivers yeah makes sense yeah no, so that was a bummer for him uh not necessarily something I would be shouting about how much that yeah, sucks that no I have kidding. to do because uh, it kind of makes it seem like you were on drugs at the yeah, time, uh-huh. but whatever. I'm sure my 15 year old annoying little uh, I ruined this guy's day guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my, my dad tells me he's like, you got your permit on you. I don't. Mm. I left my permit at home. Yeah, I'm driving the car. Time no to permit. Dad. Bad boy. Um. And at this point, I think I, he's like asked me to get my permit. He he's mad at me because I do not have my permit on me. Rightfully so. Uh, Wait, is this a police officer? Or is this the no? Bread? My dad. My oh, dad. Oh, your dad. Yeah, yeah. Got the it. police not involved oh, no in police. this okay. situation. Got it. Um, I, just my dad and this guy talking over his stuff, their stuff, while I'm sweeping. It. No, I've got the order of operations wrong. Excuse me. I'm sweeping up the debris from my headlight. My dad and this guy are talking. Um, this guy. He needs my information and how it's revealed that I do not have my driver's permit on me. And let me just say at this point, my dad, not happy with mm-hmm. me, not happy that I've gotten in this wreck, not happy that I don't have my permit on me. Was, was this your fault? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, and, you know, and nothing like horrible, but I, I, I wasn't paying enough attention. Yeah. 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 Uh, he had the right way. My dad, not happy with me. And then like an angel from above, Andy, I'm saved. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely let off the hook, scot-free, at least in my dad's heart, when this man, driver of the Sarah Lee truck, says, all right, can I get your girl's information? (laughs) 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 I, uh, of course, had very long hair, high school age, still do. Long curly hair, no mustache at the time, oft mistaken for oh, a teenage girl. So good. Um, as was I in that situation. This is the only time it has really helped me out, <laughs> though, because my dad was so mad that this guy thought I was a girl that his <laughs> the entire ire was off of me. I oh. was no longer in trouble. I thought he was going to think it was funny. No, my dad was mad. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> um, at least mad enough to like no longer be mad at me. So. Yeah. Really helped out that Man. situation. And huh. how apropos on the bread episode, no Andy. Kidding. Wow. 
Well, anyway, so that's that's a stupid thing I did. Yep. Lately, stupid Re- things. Vaguely restaurant related. Absolutely. Got an appointment at a body shop. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably gonna sell the car before sure. I leave. So now. I, I was going to have to get the body fixed anyway because it's already messed up. So. If Patrick appears in one of your stories, you best be telling mm-hmm, it on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't want Patrick to show up yeah, and not he just, hear this story on the he show. He just looked so sad. Like, he was genuinely concerned. Just, what a good person. Springfield icon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Let's get a statue of that man. Definitely. Yeah. Patrick and David Leong need to be on the town <laughs> Absolutely. square. Absolutely. They should be. Yeah. Um, Andy, I guess there's only one more thing we have to do here uh-huh. today. The thing we didn't get to on the mother's episode. Oh, boy, wouldn't that have been fun to hear at the one hour and 45 minute point to hear uh, the most indulgent part of the show. Uh, Andy, may I ask? Watch him beating Eaton. (laughs) I guess you can. With your eyes and ears. Well, Dan, um, I forgot to mention it at our live show. We did record that live show uh, on Oscar night. Great show. Leading up to that, I had watched a couple movies at the Moxie. I saw Minari and Another Round, both big Oscar movies. Sure. Um, I strongly suspect that they, well, I don't know. Maybe they would have been Oscar movies had it been a normal year with the, the normal number of movies coming out. I feel like and, Another Round still would have been in the best foreign category. Maybe, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Minari, I really, really liked a lot. I mean, it's, it's just as good as everybody says it is. I did not realize that it is funny. Like, it is so funny. Um, it's got this little boy character who's hilarious. And it's got the grandma who is uh, not... Or that woman who played the grandma nom- was nominated for an Oscar. Ooh. She's also hilarious. Interplay between them is, like, funnier than most comedies I saw last year. But it's not It's not a comedy. Like, it's very heavy. It's a very heavy drama. Yep. And, I mean, I'm not, I won't, like, spoil the, the ending. But, like, I will say the ending did not work for me. It has. It was very much a slice of life movie up until the like the final sequence, which it became like a real grand allegory. Mm. That it, it just not necessary. Like I cops show up and unload a whole clip into Minari. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. It's just this grand allegory, this metaphor for what's happening with the family. And like it was already pretty clear what was what was going on. Like we didn't did not need this. Mm. Um, but maybe it'll play better a second time knowing that's coming. It just took me by surprise because it's such a drastic tonal shift. <laughs> Another round I loved. Yeah. Uh, it is so good. It's about these like middle-aged men, I think in Denmark. It's some Scandinavian mm-hmm. area, Eastern European country, uh, who decide that they're going to test this philosopher's theory that human beings were born with a deficit of 0.05% alcohol in their blood. Um. And so they decide they're going to test it and uh, just to start drinking throughout the day, every day. And they make up all these rules. Sure. And it's about the effect that it has on their lives. Oh, I had no clue that that was what it's about. It's what it's so about. It was about a big party. Um, no. <laughs> 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 they're all teachers at a high school. And it's really great, Dan. Oh, that it's sounds a great. really great movie. And it kind of got at something that was like an important revelation in my life that uh, I talked about this on the Mother's episode, but like, you don't need alcohol to enjoy the effects of alcohol on your inhibitions. You just need to have experienced at a time or 10 sure. to realize that you can be loose and fun mm-hmm. without it. Uh, that was like one. That's one element of the movie that I, that I really enjoyed. And that's not the main elephant ele- elephant element. It explores a lot of different facets of the role alcohol plays in people's lives. I've for, only seen the clip of Mads Mikkelsen dancing 
just feverishly uh, and I've yeah. seen it set to I mean, a bunch of songs that I'm sure aren't the one in the movie. It's a real bummer that that became a meme because it's like a pivotal part of the movie. Okay, so it seems like a beautiful um, scene. It, it is, but it's much better if you don't know what's coming, which I didn't. Hmm. Uh, I, I did learn about that that it had been a meme later. I was like, yeah. oh, well, that's kind of a bummer because it it's a surprise. Well, that's what our <laughs> culture gets to be now, Andy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's what I've been watching. I feel like I oh I watched another Elaine May movie. I watched Mikey and Nikki, which I didn't I didn't love as much as the previous ones. It's just it's it's caustic without being funny, whereas Ooh. her previous two movies were very caustic and hilarious. Uh, d- didn't love it. It's just okay. How about you, Dan? Oh boy, Andy. Uh, with my eyes, not a whole lot. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but for some reason, me and my girlfriend are just have been watching Modern Family. Sure. Which we're like seven seasons into now, twenty four episodes a season. We're actually eight seasons in, and it, yeah, truly. I mean, I was thinking about it the other night. I'm like, I don't know why we gravitate towards this. Like, there's in the, I mean, eight times twenty four. Like, what? over 200 episodes i've watched uh-huh. now uh, in not quite 200 uh, but in all those episodes there hasn't been like a single episode that i want to go back and rewatch in the way that i do like an episode of detroiters there's some yeah. episodes of detroiters that i have literally just like watched and then put back on again yeah. uh it's a lot of it doesn't hold up even like we're into 20 early 2016 now and there's still parts that are just like Oof. oh boy you shouldn't uh, say this ever um be yeah, a lot of funny stuff in there sure still pretty funny show Ed O'Neill, funny guy. i have two detroiters episodes left oh yeah yeah um and it's so good i put them on when i'm dozing off sometimes mm. and often don't make it through because i fall asleep but this week i finished birthday boys season two which i've been <sighs> watching for a couple years yeah. And uh, same deal with Detroiters. It was like two. I purchased both seasons of both of those shows. I think pretty early on, whenever you told me to. Both like twenty episode long shows too. Yeah. Crazy that it's taken you this long. To yeah, finish. And they're them up. twenty minute episodes. Yeah. but Birthday Boys is really funny. It it's is. like so minor. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like consummately silly. Like none of it matters and. It's good. As good sketch comedy should yeah. be, I believe. No, not, what I mean is like. I think you should leave feels like special. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the birthday boys show feels special. It's just some goofballs joking around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's me b- bogarting your segment of this. No, <laughs> I mean, speaking of, I think you should leave. I guess they just wrapped filming uh, like the second oh, season great. of that. So I'm so excited for that. Love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've been watching anything else. I watched a, some videos of uh, these otters, Hannah and Cotero, uh, eating. They're, they're, they're like domesticated house pets, yeah. and they they uh, they like made a fish birthday cake for them. That was pretty fun. Boy, that Hannah, she eats it up like crazy. She <laughs> you got to keep that fish away from Hannah or Cotero won't get any. Also, been watching a lot of binging with Babish. Have we ever huh. talked about this on the show before? I use, I are you familiar with with this person this uh, YouTube series? No. He he's a a, a, a cook. He, I mean he's not a, a chef of note or anything, but he he has nice cameras and a very nice like setup and uh, cooks things and yeah. uh, he cooks things from television and movies and tries to recreate them. Uh, I think his second 
uh, episode is like the huge final set piece of Big Night. Uh, does oh, the eel Tom, yeah. Tom Popo or something? Mm, one of my favorites. Uh, and his, you know, I really, he's been doing these videos for like five or six years now. I think they are by far the most popular cooking videos on YouTube, huh. like millions and millions of views. Uh, used to not like them at all. Now I cannot get enough. No can't, kidding. Can't stop watching them. Very interested in every everything he does. I've been enjoying those. With my ears, Andy, uh, been listening to LP, some of his older oh, stuff, yeah. uh, following along with the wonderful What Had Happened Was podcast uh, with Open Mike Eagle, where he's an interviewing LP on all his past work. Have, haven't quite haven't even really broken into uh yeah my introduction to lp I'm yet such a huge fan of that genre of podcasting uh-huh. artists talking about own Ugh. own work uh was it um i only listened to the mountain goats to really kick that off before mm. they tanked it by discussing a new album <laughs> <laughs> um no I, I need to listen to that that sounds great it, oh it's really good the first season is all prince paul Ooh. and is fascinating uh the lp season has been awesome haven't ha- hasn't even like gotten to lp meeting yeah. killer mike yet it's so like it's def, all def jux stuff all or? def jux they actually just uh closed out def jux oh, basically cool. so it that, that def I jux gotta, is I done hear it. very good stuff um been listening to the the new sufjan stevens albums not a big sufjan yeah. stevens guy uh but really have been enjoying his instrumental huh. albums that he's been releasing cool. one a week uh, I guess he released his last album, The Ascension, uh, like a week before his either father or stepfather yeah, passed away. Yeah. Uh, and then he's been working on like this five album series of all like electronic instrumentals. Uh-huh. And I just find them very soothing. Each of the albums kind of has a different feel to it, but they're all really easy to put on yeah. in the background. And I've been uh, studying a lot recently uh, with kind of those on and really enjoyed those yeah um man that is an artist who i loved 10 years ago in college and still love those albums he made just like maximalist pop albums just the grand just the grandeur and ambition yeah um and even up until like the age of odds like i really like that weird electronic album he Mm -hmm. made especially the very long last song i think it's called impossible soul and i oh i went to see him on that tour and it was me in my Oldsmobile. I don't know if you remember the old gold course, Oldsmobile, yeah. uh, Color Sierra, and five women, Ooh. five girls, Ooh, uh, and me. Great time. Yeah, and we sounds met like a, a great time. We met a sixth girl up there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Had a great time going to that show. But Dan, like, um, uh, now I read the press releases for our new Sufjan. I'm like, I can't. I can't do it with yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I didn't really like the Ascension all that yeah. much. Oh, uh, man. He has he given up writing good lyrics. Yeah. Like, it's so frustrating. The video game song, like, has a great hook, but, like, I just can't. I just can't deal with the, the dip in quality of the lyrics, which I guess happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wish I liked it more. Well, you know, I'm also just not, like, I mean... I definitely uh, listened to a lot of Seven Swans yeah. as I was uh, in a waning period in my church life, mm-hmm. still going to church, but not exactly believing in God and uh, really wanting to listen to uh, an artist who I, I kind of was a crossover success yeah. between Christian music and, oh, man. and the other music I was Dude. listening to. But Have you listened to Age of Odds? No, I haven't. Okay. It's very electronic and weird. 
I'm pretty sure that he opened that show with like an Age of Odds version of the song Seven Swans. Oh, really? And it ruled. That sounds um, awesome. Uh, I think he played that in Chicago were the only non-Age of Odds songs that he played. No, they played Chicago in that style, and then he closed with a, the UFO song from yeah. the Chicago album, just on and piano. It, yeah, and I don't mind Illinois. I think it's a yeah. great album, oh, but it, it also didn't like hit me at the time that everybody yeah. was like losing it over it, it did hit me and it was like it was such a huge deal I bet. In, in my life yeah. i loved it so much i still do still have great feelings about it and been listening to that ice age single yeah uh, the most so recent good. ice age single with the three lead singles or four lead singles off of their new album coming out soon i'm sure i'll talk more about ice age yeah. when that album comes out but god those four gold lead tracks city. are awesome i like gold city way more than the other three but i oh, like really? them all yeah i like vendetta a lot okay they all kind of sound like they could weirdly come off of like a 90s Oasis album hmm. or some kind of Brit pop album. My reference point for Gold City in particular was it sounded like Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town yeah. album. I think if you kind of strip away some of the some of the solos and stuff for mm. extravagant instrumentation, it really has that like kind of rich bassy sound of the rhythm section. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I probably won't. I should put a clip of it in here, but I don't think I'm yeah. going to. I, yeah, I love Ice Age. Um, very. This will be my first Ice Age album release where I've been like actively a mm -hmm. big, big fan of theirs. Like I was always a fan of like their first two kind of punk albums, but hadn't listened to anything beyond that. And like the trajectory of this band just continues to blow me away. Yeah. The times that they've changed their sound. I mean, they made like two of the best punk rock albums of the 2010s easily. Like. You're nothing in New Brigade, just such stompers yeah. of like post punk punk albums. Uh, and then to like make cowboy music yeah. and, and just continue from there and keep mm -hmm. changing your sound and have it be awesome every time. Like the lead single off of uh, that last album, Beyond List, the, the painkiller mm -hmm. with Sky Fear is just like, killer. oh my goodness, what a song. Yeah, it's a jam. What a band. Uh, yeah. Very, listen very to cool X. Band. You might like X. I've the kind listened, of cowboy punks. Yeah, I've listened to a little bit of X. Truly, the cowboy album is my least favorite of oh, the okay. Ice Age albums. Uh, I do like a little X. I really, uh, I got into X after I watched uh, History of Western Civilization. Oh yeah, part yeah. one for mm -hmm. the first time because they're the best band featured. That's, yeah, for in sure. That, in that it's, first part, it's that a documentary lot of, is crappy bands. Really something. It really is. Um, I have been listening to. Much to my own surprise, I've been obsessed with the Rolling Stones album Emotional Rescue. Um, and I, I listened through all of the Rolling Stones albums at some point in college. Like I went through a big Stones phase. Like I, I know there's a big Beatles versus Stones debate. It shouldn't be a debate. They're both great. Yeah. And uh, they can both be great and exist. And you can like them both. I love them both. Uh, I do think the Stones, as far as their style, more hey, they're a little more, more rugged, which is the kind of stuff I tend to put on a little more often. Sure. And I hadn't been through a Stones phase in a while. Usually over two or three years, uh, I'll just want to listen to nothing but them. But I think I've kind of played out their their best albums. You know, like I I hear the stuff, I hear parts of it before they occur, that kind of thing. And there's this, oh, what's the movie? It's like Ray Fiennes is in this movie. I'll ha I may have to paste it in. But he's in this movie from a few years ago. It's a Luca Guadagnino movie. It's the same dude who directed Call Me By Your Name. Mm. And there's a moment where he puts on the emotional rescue vinyl and plays the song emotional rescue and dances very similar to Mads Mikkelsen. Just like oh, suddenly sure. someone is dancing and I think maybe just middle-aged men dancing is like the that sexiest thing I've ever seen in a movie, <laughs> despite that I'm like 
whatever number on the Kinsey scale is totally straight. Sure. It's just the hottest thing. Like, it's more like I wish I could be that person and look that way doing yeah. that act. Okay. And I put that song on. It's like, this is such a good song and the way this album sounds rules, or at least the way the song sounds rules. And I put the album on and realized, oh, this album, this album is great. Mm. And it's kind of looked at as the start of when the Stones were no longer good. Like Some Girls, which is a great Stones album, comes out in 1978, and they already started incorporating disco sounds. So the kind of Miss You is is on there. Sure. It's kind of his disco blues. In Emotional Rescue, they start doing a thing that they would do for a long time after that, which is just n- not really bothered to write songs with structure anymore. Like They just kind of vamp for long stretches. And it used to annoy me, but now I really like it. Like they find a groove and lock into it. And Mick Jagger will just like make weird sounds and find some word and like do word association. Almost like <laughs> he's um, Van Morrison or something. Not all the songs are like that, but I uh, love Van. Yeah. It's it's a similar like vocal aesthetic to that, except it's Mick Jagger doing sounding like no one has else has else has ever sounded before or since, you know? Um there are songs on there that groove so hard. It's like they can't help but be a blues band, but they sound like a blues band covering disco. I don't think I know anything from this album. You don't so know the song lead? Emotional Rescue? And I mean, maybe if I heard it. Yeah. I've been sure if I heard it. Um, there's no like that and maybe Dance Part 2, which is the opening track. You'll see that one around every once in a while. But like this, the title track is the only one that's really great. I would say nothing, the only one that like it got radio sure, play and yeah. continues to get radio play sometimes. But like this album kind of invented dance punk. Like it sounds so much like a lot of cool dancey rock music that came out in the two thousands. Like when I was in in college, like the rapture. Sure. I think there's like a direct line from one to the other. And I've just been really grooving to that. Like putting it on while I run or whatever in the car. Sounds great in the car. There was a remaster, I think in 2009 or yeah, 2009. And it sounds great. It has like the fullness of an album that comes out today. You know, a lot of those ones, the masters were for vinyl or tape or CD and not for streaming. So it'll be really soft. Anyway, sure. I've been, that's mostly like, I've been listening to a lot of new stuff lately, but I've been really been enjoying that. Nice. So. Yeah. Totally unfamiliar with it. Been eating anything with your thumbs, Dan? Oh boy. Andy, uh, finally put down final fantasy seven after mm. beating it. Back on my Hades. Yeah. Been playing some Hades. Oh, actually, just yesterday I uh, completed uh, my run in which I, I've officially done all the, the packs of punishments. Whoa. Uh, I, I think I have like two or three more things to clear from that book. Um, man, I just love the game. So it's, yeah. it's like a perfect game. It's so balanced. Uh, and really, like, I get... I've been trying to start a new game and a lot of these games are just so daunting of tasks and I know that they're like a hundred hours of gameplay and I'm uh-huh. really trying to like finish games lately. That's just easier to go back to Hades because mm-hmm. I know that that's going to be 45 minutes. I know that I got to go through all the chambers, hopefully not die. And then I get to kind of talk to everybody uh, whenever I get back to the yeah. house of Hades and, and that's my, that's my play time, but I did go ahead and pick up a uh, whoa God. It's something else to pick up right now. 
did go ahead and pick up breath of the wild been having a lot of fun with it yeah just started that oh yeah hades is great breath of the wild is uh slowly creeping its way up to like my list of favorite games i'm glad you're back into that love it very much i mean i I had to restart it i hadn't made it off the uh great plateau yeah uh, in my first playthrough so i just went ahead and restarted i'm officially off of that i'm into the full open world haven't really cracked it open beyond that but i think i have a good understanding of the controls yeah uh, finally learned how to like actually fight mm-hmm. uh any good it kind of it teaches you the strafing and like uh dodging and stuff yeah. later than you would think it would yep. in a video game it's not until after the like tutorial section that you learn how to jump and evade enemies uh-huh. which is very weird uh but yeah been enjoying that a lot still don't i don't know don't know if I'm going to have the legs with it to get through it. There's already I've already got my eyes set on other things. Huh? I had just cracked Cyberpunk 2077 and oh. just wasn't able to get into it quite yet. Kind of want to restart as a lady and as a yeah, nomad. You should do. I know. I said it wrong on the show. I said that Heather Ann Campbell said that. Yeah. Uh, did I say that? Did yeah, I yeah, correct we, myself we, yeah, on the we, show? Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to play it through that again. Yep. I will still boot it up some and just go do random tasks. I've got so much left to do, even though I've played through three endings now. Yeah. Somehow that was just too daunting for me. But yeah. the idea of Breath of the Wild, which is also a hugely massive yeah. game, was not. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of Maybe, sense. I think there. I, I just I, as I said, I was sick and there's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. in the frame during cyber oh, so 2077 yeah, a crazy. lot going on a lot to pay attention to with zelda i knew that there would be our two hour stretches where i wouldn't have to ever talk to anybody yeah like wouldn't have to disseminate sure. information from some character oh, so yeah i i just decided to like, go with that i may have talked about this before who knows but i mean i early pandemic i before i did animal crossing i finished playing through mm-hmm. breath of the wild and like there were days when I was like, okay, I finished school at 2.30 and what I'm going to do tonight is just go down the entire uh, East Coast. Like yeah. I'm going to go to the very top. I'm going to warp over there and then just on foot, just check out everything along the coast nice. on in the, the open world of that game. And I loved it. Loved that, every second yeah. of it. Sounds like a great time. You play a podcast. You play dozens of podcast yep. episodes. Um, man, I... Got my first ever PS5 exclusive game, Dan. Ooh. I got Returnal, which came out came out on Friday. You play this woman who crash lands on a planet for some reason. I'm not totally sure yet because the story hasn't been fully revealed. But it is also a roguelike, much like Hades. Ooh, nice. It is a third person actioner, though. It's very similar to Hades in some ways because, like, it's a dodge uh, centric game. You got to mm-hmm. be able to. Dash, dash oh, yeah. is what I meant. Left dash centric. Slam the dash button. Yeah, um, I don't. I have not locked into it yet. Mm. I played for about three hours, and so far it's just frustrating. Um, I'm not. I guess I'm not powered enough. The graphics are beautiful. It uses that PS5 controller, unlike any other game. So I don't know if you played with one of those before. I, I mean, I, somebody you know who who has one should let you <laughs> play it. Um, the controller vibrates in like dozens of different ways and can mimic things happening on screen sure. so it is always doing something it's like this world that i'm in right now it's it's raining but like the level of rain will be reflected in the controller sure. like you will feel yeah. raindrops on your hands like the hitting very cool um it is really cool and like doors open but the doors are 
they're like round and open that way and somehow they're able to emulate like this feel of stone opening in the controller in your really? hand which that's is really awesome. cool so like i'm enjoying the tactile experience of playing and it controls really well but like i don't really know what's going on or what i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing like my goal right now is like find the white signal like, i don't <laughs> I'm just exploring, I guess, yeah. but like I'm not powerful enough or skilled enough to beat a lot of the enemies that I'm encountering. Mm-hmm. And so you die and restart, uh, which I guess is the point. But I've seen all these reviews say, oh, it's a masterpiece. So it must get really good. And I yeah. remember Hades was the same way. Hades took me, I think I was like five or six hours into Hades before it really clicked for me. Really? Yeah. Um, it's when you, you know, you, you start making progress, mm-hmm. but. So that's what I've been on. Uh, the graphics on it are not like on the level of Red Dead or Last of Us 2, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because it is like one of the flagship titles for this new system. They look beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like there's nothing particularly impressive about them. It's mostly the controller that's so great. And the load times are instantaneous, Ooh. which is wild and feels so good after Cyberpunk where the load times are uh, sometimes like a full minute long. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. crazy long. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been playing. I also got like you and Joe Terry... You didn't talk me into getting mm-hmm. Disco Elysium, but I bought it after talking to both of you. <laughs> Not realizing what you were getting into. No, I I knew the description. I knew there wasn't any fighting. You were supposed to like solve conflicts with mm-hmm. logic and stuff. I did not realize that the game is a flowchart. Yeah. Like it is just straight up a flowchart of dialogue options. I'm sure like thousands and thousands of different combinations you mm-hmm. can do, but everything feels predetermined. And I know all games are. But like I, you just have so little say in it. It's yeah. just oh, you say this, this, this. Uh, these other three things might happen, and you choose which one. But I don't find that particularly appealing. I well, love it's the, like a role playing game. It's yeah. as if you were to have a DM, and, and, yeah. and you're just kind of at the whim of however many situations they have planned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Disco Elysium has a, a whole ton of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really cracked the surface on it. Um, but I have it. Maybe I'll get back into it. Like. If things are good, I want to find... If like a lot of people like a thing, I want to find a way to like it, too. Mm-hmm. Like I want to experience that pleasure. And so with both of those games, I am not. I haven't given up. Like, gosh, I can't give up on Returnal, the amount of money I invested to be able to play it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... Disco Elysium, I think a lot of people said it was the best game of last year, but it's wow. just like... It's it's just a certain type of game. Like, mm-hmm. there, you, you know, I, I, I may never really break that deep into disco elysium yeah. i'm kind of the same way as you I, I bought it more as like i i it's something i would like to want to play mm-hmm. whereas i i don't ever find myself actually wanting to play it uh it's just you know same thing with like dark souls people say that's the yeah. greatest game of all time that's just not my speed yeah. of gaming i'm not ever gonna be able to do something like that and have fun i was doing sekiro as you know which is the ne- kind of the next step up in difficulty sure. from the dark souls games and i hit a wall and i was like I can't like I this yeah. it stopped being fun worth my time. Uh, there's these bosses that are so hard. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like you got to learn how to be so hyper precise and then you get to a new boss that is totally different and you cannot use the same strategies and yeah. I have apparently I've barely started the game and I've put in like 20 hours <sighs> or something and Jake's I, like you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. I'm like I don't wanna. I, I want to it. have fun. I have too many neural pathways built in from whenever I was a child um that just like triggers a response in me whenever I can't beat something after trying it so many times that says, "Okay, you need to take this controller now and and like hammer it on the ground and try and uh yeah. hit it 
hard enough to where you don't break it, but to where you feel bad about yourself after yeah. hitting it on the ground, or maybe mm-hmm. you do break it and then you feel really bad about yourself. That's the kind of stuff I go through. Yeah. I was, I, you know, I definitely broke some controllers sure. when I was a kid, not because I meant to, but because I'm a frustrated yeah. little boy. I've managed to rid, kind of rid myself of that response. Like I, my friends and I used to play games in, in college. We would sit and play N64 games mm. and Smash Brothers or whatever. Or my big one was Battletoads Battle Maniacs Ooh. on SNES, which we rented from Walmart and it was melty, but would still play. <laughs> and then they made us pay for it, even though we weren't the ones who melted it. So we had we just had that game. I can't find it now. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I might have might have. I I imagine what I did was put it in a special place away from the other SNES uh-huh. games that I have, and then I've forgotten where the special yeah, place sure. is. You can emulate it; it doesn't matter. Would still have to like to have my melty copy though. Absolutely. Um, my friends would ask me to play that so they could watch me get mad because there was this level that I you I can't. Th- those games have like five levels. I've watched the playthrough. Yeah. And they're so insanely hard. Yeah. And there's like the speeder bike level where you have to rely on muscle memory entirely. Oh, Andy, the, the Battletoads speeder bike level is like yeah. notorious. Oh, I beat it once. I beat it one time and like immediately died on the next level. This is the SNES version, mm-hmm. so it's a little different. But like I would put it on and I, I, I knew at that point I probably was never going to beat it, but I would do it to amuse them because sure. I would get so mad because I could get so close. And there's just like this last run at the end that it just would slay me every time. Um, so I used to get really mad, but I did a lot of like thinking it through and processing like, why does this, does this matter? Oh wait, none of this matters. Mm. Like it doesn't reflect on me or have any value whatsoever. And that's kind of why I start, stopped playing games for so long. And then I, now that I'm back, I have a totally different attitude. Like none of this means anything. This is just for fun. Well, my brothers told me once that I sucked at uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and then I used that as my uh, life's goal to get as good as possible in it. <laughs> and now, Travis, Zach, if you're listening to this, any day of the week, I'm talking in 64 or modern day remake, I will bury you <laughs> in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You will be dead. All right. I, I like so that that's game. That's where my head has been since childhood did you get the re-release oh yeah i got yeah. the re-release is it worth Played getting that. uh yes absolutely okay. if you're a fan of the original games i think it is as good as those first two uh but has made them even better yeah i could see that being a ps plus game i don't know oh my, that would that would be fantastic yeah, yeah like and they, with your luck you would buy it the month before yeah. they gave it out oh, for free. yeah that happened with yeah. final fantasy um no i it seems like they're they'd like to pick ones where the people who are really into it will already have bought them yep. for sure. And that seems that way with Tony. Hawk's I mean, Pro I bought Skate. that upon re- release yeah. that that was a big thing for me. And, and I was very glad to have played it a whole ton. Need yeah. to pick it back up probably. Yeah. Well, Dan, I'm very tired. Yeah. My head hurts. This was too much. I didn't uh, intend on recording this much podcast. No, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, we both we're both responsible for this happening. It's just when we're doing the stuff that's actually fun. Uh, you just yeah, keep going. Truly. No, this was a really fun day of recording, which was nice to experience after yeah. <laughs> just feeling really burnt out yeah. for a couple weeks there. And I got a full night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I got a full night's sleep and was suddenly enthusiastic about doing it again yep. and like had a bunch of stuff prepared for that last episode. Should have another real fun record coming up. Not going to yep. spoil anything there, yep. but I'm very excited for our next episode. And I think you and I will have a little time off. Maybe a little, little more than normal. Yeah, yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be really good. Not uh 13 no <laughs> i'm trying to do the math for how many days 
10, 11, something like that. That'll be and good. That's only if we haven't forgotten about yeah. the episode. Actually, I'm thinking already we might have. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will uh, see everybody on uh, Tuesday for a real special episode. Episode 150. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Uh huh. How episode special? 150. Hmm. We yeah. should do something special for that. <laughs> yeah, let's change our plan. Okay. Media.